welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. I am Miss Melmoy. And I am Mr. Craigers. We figured, since we've talked a lot, obviously this is a horror podcast, but we know some of you out there, and some of you know who you are, um, mm-hmm. are not super into extremely spooky, explicitly spooky stuff, but like the just kind of ambiance of a scary story or a Halloween themed film, but want it without the jump scares or the gore or the general terror. So we figured we'd talk about some of our favorite, what we refer to as low key um, mm. horror movie. Well, not horror movies, but like Halloweeny Halloween movies. films um, yeah. that we enjoyed as kids and now as adults as well um, that have a nice flavor to them without the super spook. Um, but yeah, we made a lot of them are pretty 90s. <laughs> well, we could also, I suppose, refer to this as the 90s Halloween films. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I, there was some, something like something about the 90s was just like really peak for these kinds of movies. Yeah. It was yeah. A bit, the 90s was peak for a lot. Another thing uh, we just wanted to talk about real quick, kind of a mini announcement. Uh, Mr. Craigers has come up with the pretty awesome idea to basically between now, well not now, it was a couple of days ago as of now, but basically between now and, and Halloween, um, upload these screenshots uh, from films that some are obvious, some are less obvious, and it is up to you to figure out which film the screenshots come from. If you can tell us the correct one for each day, your name will go into a pool of other uh of other people throughout the the days and we will pull a winner and that winner at the end of all this will get a super spooky mystery prize from us um but basically we're doing that until halloween night uh and again some of them are easy some are not so easy if you think you're a champ at figuring out a horror movie by a random screenshot then head over to our twitter at splatterchatter666 uh, and look for our screenshots. I remember, I feel like in like late elementary school or something or whatever, um, in the summer, they did like a new Disney Channel original movie every month, like one yeah. in June, one in July, one in August. And that was like such a big deal. Like we'd be like outside playing, doing summer shit and stuff or whatever. And then it was like, oh my God, it's whatever, it's eight o'clock, yeah. the new movie, and rush back inside. The most famous of all these, I think, is High School Musical, which I think is also yeah. responsible for kind of killing. I think that was the turning point. <laughs> killing these, because I think the third one of those actually was a theatrical release, and that was kind of the uh, point where Disney Channel original movies kind of tapered off. Yeah, there was like a transition where it started like, Everything after that was like Camp Rock and yeah. everyone was the singing and dancing. And not to be confused that with singing that other and dancing movie. like really started with the Cheetah Girls, but that yes. didn't take off as much as Cheetah Girls. High school musical. I love Cheetah Girls. But even before the Cheetah Girls, um, in the peak of you know, Disney Channel original movies, you had things like Smart House Ooh. and... Um, the one with the boy who was a wrestler who was blind. What was that called? Yeah, what the hell was that? I forget what that was called. It was really good, though. Yeah. <laughs> and cool. and Kelly, like Miss Mel mentioned, and Luck of the Irish. Even a Kim, there was a Kim Possible one, too, that was really There was. Good. That was pretty good. And, of course, the king of all, Halloween Town. Halloween Town was the ultimate... Disney Channel original. It was movie. the ultimate Disney Channel original movie. 
I can remember when like, I think the very first time I saw it, um, and just being completely enraptured Mm -hmm. by this movie. If you don't know, (laughs) um, it stars Kimberly J. Brown and asterisk. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Which is incredible. She's adorable in these movies. She is adorable. And um, Kimberly J. Brown plays Marnie Piper. She's, I think she's 13 in the first Yeah, one. because she makes a big deal about how she's an adult now because she's 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she yeah. had her bat mitzvah. She's like, this is it, bitches. Um, and she and her siblings, she has a brother, Dylan, and then a younger sister, Sophie. They live with their mom. Who is such a little shit in the first one. Right? Oh, such a little shit. And it's Halloween night, and Grandma is coming to visit. Um, Debbie Reynolds. Does this not sound like the greatest Halloween story ever already? Right? Fantastic setup. Grandma's coming to visit. It's her annual Halloween visit. She only visits on Halloween and stuff or whatever. And she's always dressed in costume. Costume. As a witch. <laughs> Which is what Marnie is going trick-or-treating as this year. And much so to her mother's chagrin. Much to her mother's chagrin. Mom is not a fan of Halloween. She's just kind of tolerating it to be a decent mom and stuff, whatever. But you of course, Grandma shows up. And she has candy and decorations and fun new costumes for all the kids and stuff, or whatever. And everything goes great. But then Marnie wants to go to a costume party. And Mom says no. And there's this tension between Mom and Grandma. Well... Unbeknownst to Marnie, Aggie, and Mom, actually all of them are witches. This is like my dream as a 13-year-old to find out this. To find out that you have magic powers. Like Hogwarts letter, Grandma, Aggie. I don't care how I find out. I just want to find out. (laughs) I just want to find out. (laughs) And I want a new Patronus. Damn, yo. You see the BuzzFeed quiz? Yeah. Yeah. They put them all together. I got a cat in that one, which was a lot more. Oh, yeah, you said. You yeah. said. So, are this move, so Halloween Town, we've got this tension between mom wants to raise the kids as normal in the human world. Grandma wants to take them back to their world, which is a world of magic and monsters known as Halloween Town, during which there is a door open between both worlds, on Halloween every year. You take a bus to get through. (laughs) You take a bus! A magic bus! And, like, sure. Um, If anything is going to take you to, like, a realm of monsters and ghouls, it's going to be a a public bus. public transportation. Yeah. That happens to me every day when I get on the metro. I see monsters all the time. Uh, So Marnie overhears. She realizes what she is. And then she, and by extension her siblings, end up following Grandma through the portal onto the bus, and they end up in Halloween Town, and shenanigans ensue. Which is punctuated by this great big jack-o'-lantern in the middle of the town square um, that always has its light on. Yeah. But as little Sophie, the, uh, you know... Child, angelic child figure points out to us the pumpkin looks sick this year. The jack o' lantern looks sad. And we find out that something is happening in Halloween Town and to the people of Halloween Town. Yeah. And what does that mean? 
You'll have to find out. You'll have to find out. And this is just, this is such a fun movie. It's, I literally, if I see it's on, like, I will cancel plans. Right? I remember one, it was senior year of college, um, my roommate, Jamie, for whom this podcast is for, and I... Dedicated to Monty. Like, literally made a night where we were, like, hollow... Because I don't think she had seen them, or somebody we knew had never seen them, so we made, like, a night where we saw that, like, all three of them were on, and we, like, made, like, chicken parm or something in our <laughs> dangerous oven. <laughs> And we like invited a bunch of friends over and we were like skipping our night classes because we were like Halloween town as well. Halloween town. Um, And it was a whole thing and it was great. It it is great. It's the greatest. Like, if you want to get in a Halloween mood, like, Mm -hmm. watch Halloween town. And if you've never seen Halloween town, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's I'm pretty so sure it's, it's it's on demand. It's free on demand. Yeah. And so. if not, there are ways to find it on the internet. Yeah. So. Um, Go watch it. But it is like the traditional kids Halloween movie and me, 24-year-old Mel Halloween movie. Um, and it's <laughs> it's like so great because like on top of the fact that there's all these like neat little Halloween jokes and stuff, there's also like a fairly like interesting story about like family history yeah. and family dynamics. And it's great because it's also like an almost entirely female cast. You know, it's about a mother and a grandmother and a daughter and kind of dealing with generational divides and that sort of thing too if you want to get analytic with this shit the second one was not bad either no. there is no other halloween town movies after the second one. <laughs> oh my god yeah the second <sighs> one um is basically i think it's one year later because it's halloween again i think it's two everyone has aged like it's like five years later though. yeah everyone has aged more but like in the context of <laughs> their world i think like two like years the dylan dylan like i had to like convince myself that was the same actor because he literally yeah. goes from like seven to like 15 in the span of like a year yeah. that is real witchcraft and we um, said hey but basically the second one starts much as the first one does this time aggie is now living with them she yeah oh they, well marnie was living with aggie and yeah or something or whatever i don't yeah yeah whatever. now aggie is living with them in her and she's got her little room of eternal Halloween inside their house. Yes. To uh, kind of make up for her being outside of Halloween Town. Um, and they're having a party at the house, a Halloween party. And Aggie's kind of pooling her, her yeah. tricks. Everyone's like, oh, how are you doing that? She's like, oh, it's because I'm a witch. And they're like, ha-ha. You know, like, ha Halloween. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of jokes like that. Marnie is once again dressed as a witch. Mm-hmm. And at this party, she meets a mysterious fellow. Cal. Cal. A mysterious and handsome fellow named Cal, who is a mysterious and handsome fellow, as they all are, mm-hmm, and catches mm-hmm. her attention. Um, her mother also meets a less mysterious and handsome fellow, but in her suburban mom way, is taken with this gentleman. <laughs> this dorky Everybody's gentleman. Everybody's hooking up. Um, and Marnie and her grandmother find themselves back in Halloween Town. But it is nothing like they remember it it is gray um nobody knows who anyone is they're kind of talking in this monotonous voice the jack-o'-lantern's gone um and there's some things that happen in the first one that have now affected this return to halloween town the aforementioned titular return to halloween town (laughs) um this one uh, to me when i would watch them was always seemed more dire than the first one (laughs) It did. It was like, you know, classic sequel. Like, the stakes are higher, man. Stakes are higher. Memory loss, getting trapped in uh-huh. Halloween Town forever is is a possibility. 
until I, next Halloween. Like, that like part of the story where like the human world becomes threatened mm-hmm. by events that were are there's, happening in Halloween Town. There's a climactic community Halloween party costume yes. party, of course, and like ah uh, ah. Uh. I love any Halloween movie or horror movie that involves a costume party mm-hmm. or a costume ball. And like, that's and how that's Scream where, like, the first season ended. Yeah. Like, if that's where the climax is, fantastic. Yeah. This one is actually pretty good. I love watching the first two. Anything after that is garbage. They kind of lose yeah. the Halloween y vibe after that, and it becomes more yeah. of a teen rom com. It does. It does. Which is why, you know, just to stick to to stick to Halloween Town and Halloween Town. Marnie becomes queen of Halloween Town in the fourth one. Good God. We watched that at one point, I think. Yeah, it's not very good. And they recast her for some reason. But point is, watch the first two Halloween Town. Yeah, it's like, it's Sarah Paxton for some reason. Yeah, even though, like, there was no reason. Nope. Like, she, like, literally said, yeah, I'll do another one. And she was, like, the correct age, but they were like, no. They're like, nah. No thanks. So, and Debbie Reynolds is barely in that one. She is. She is barely in that one. Because even she was like, no. She was also not <laughs> super in the third one either, and most of the mm. returning cast wasn't really in it. That like the sister had literally one line in the yeah. third one. Um, so watch the first two. Pretend the other two don't exist. Yeah, because I mean, they really they they capture everything about the spirit of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just fun to see, to, to watch. It is. And, and it helps you get in the mood. It really does. It's, and I don't know if they still do it because I have not watched Disney Channel and I don't know how long, but they used to show it like every year. Yeah, it was every a big year. staple of Monstober. Monstober. That's what it was. God. <laughs> Speaking of Monstober, AMC's um, marathon got a little Fear bit fest. better. It did. It has improved. <laughs> They yeah they had the they had a child's play marathon last night. They did. I could not convince anyone in my household to watch. <laughs> I caught a bit of. I watched the unexplained files and I think I caught a bit of the second one and then some of Bride of Chucky and then yeah. I, I watched the Innocence instead. Um, I guess while we're on a roll with Disney Channel original movies, one of the last great Disney Channel original movies and another Halloween themed one was yeah. Twitches. Twitches! Twitches is great. So there's also two here. They're both pretty okay. The first one is a lot more Halloween-y than the second one. Yeah. Even though they were both billed as Halloween films for Disney's films. But basically the story here, Tia and Tamara Mowry, who now have like their own sitcoms and are like have children and are doing things and I feel really old. I don't know. I just I just I need all I need is reruns of Sister Sister. Sister Sister. So that's the thing they were known for, which was a sitcom about twin sister, sisters. Sister Um who didn't realize, I guess, what it was that they yeah. were twins. It was basically um the parent trap, but with Tamara Mowry in a oh. running sitcom. Oh. Um but they're in this show, basically in the same or this movie the Basically, same thing essentially the same thing. Yeah, they were separated at birth, um, but this time their birth, like the whole thing of it is that they were born in a, this magical world. Right, on called, Halloween. On Halloween night, and they were transported to the human world, quote unquote, on Halloween night and taken to separate hospitals for adoption. And there's this actually like weird, interesting, like subtle undertone dynamic of like social hierarchy because one's taken to this really like expensive like area area code hospital and the other's kind of dropped off at this volunteer hospital (laughs) and they grow up very differently 
and it's kind of touched upon, but it's not also. There's this weird sort of monetary dynamic between the two of them because one grows up like super rich spoiled girl with like her own Porsche and the other one is like sleeping on her friend's couch. Very humbled. Like it's interesting. That part is like independent of all this stuff like a fascinating little facet to have in a Disney movie. Right. But the point is is um, their birthday is on Halloween and I think it's on their 21st birthday because we have to have a weird little milestone age. Yes. The day that they can drink is the day that they meet again. Yeah. <laughs> they can get turned together. Um, but they run into each other while the one is looking for a job at a retail store and the other is shopping. shopping. Guess which one was doing what. Um, and they run into each other and they tweet and one's really excited like, fuck yes, like I knew it. I knew there was something weird because they were both having weird feelings. They were both having weird dreams and feelings that something weird was going to happen. And the one is like an art student and she's been drawing pictures of what her parents assume is herself, a self-portrait. But she says, well, she looks like me, but I don't think she is me. Like it's very mm -hmm. Skywalker-y. But <laughs> they run into each other and they're like, holy shit, I have a twin. Okay. And they're willing to get on board with that, but basically what ends up happening is they realize they have magic powers, and their magic Just powers... Just easy to get on board with. Yeah, and when they're together, their magic powers go, like, cray-cray, so they're like, I'm having an existential crisis. So during this day, this Halloween day, they get to know each other, and they bond, and they have sisterly things, and the one's having this huge costumed birthday bash at her expensive mansion, um, and the other one really kind of like they differentiate in that the one is really into it and the other is like fuck this shit um <laughs> and they find themselves kind of hunted by this mysterious entity known as the darkness the darkness um and craig and i appear in the film as their <laughs> as their caretakers <laughs> um we do, Ileana we do. and karsh <laughs> yeah um who kind of peanut gallery the entire film <laughs> yeah little uh, fun fact for you there fun film fact um but yeah and basically what ends up happening is they have to eventually embark on this journey to this um other sort of magical world and take on this tree this thing that is threatening their homeland and threatening their friends now in in the human real world um and reunite with their mother and it's a whole thing um but it's a movie about two girls whose birthday is on halloween and they're witches like come on right Right. And it is, like Ms. Mello said, the second one is less so, but the first one is very much also in the spirit of Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are walking around constant, like in like it's nine in the morning and kids are walking around in Halloween in costumes. costumes. Yeah, there's the big costume party and 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 yeah. whatnot. And I think even like even like the, the like the promotional stuff, they're like posing with jack-o'-lanterns and yeah. stuff or whatever. Like yeah, the second one takes place like a couple months after this, so it's not really as Halloween. -y. It's, it's like January, and, and everyone's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but I always like enjoy watching Twitches around Halloween because it's and it has, it has some classic um, Disney Channel music in it in the form of Ali and AJ. <laughs> oh my god! And they're I what forgot was the name about of that, that song. Like, you have to watch it and find out. <laughs> Point is, That's incredible. This is some retro Disney Channel stuff. Yeah. Like Tia Tamara Maori, Ali and AJ have music in it. <laughs> like, it's peak. It's peak, it is peak. early 2000s Disney. Um, 
So I would suggest that for anyone looking for And one of the last Loki. good yeah, this Disney was... Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, because this, I believe, came out before High School Musical, or right around when High School Musical came out. Um, so it kind of marked the end of the golden era of, of yeah, Disney Channel original movies. So, um, But yeah, check it out. Um, I think it's actually might be on Netflix. It's probably on On Demand. If not, there are less savory ways of finding it. I'm <laughs> Yes. Which, you know, we will not advocate here, but, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You do what you want. <laughs> you do what you If want. you have questions, I don't know. I might be able to help you. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. So, yes. Um, well, I guess next is a good, uh, if we're talking about witches, mm-hmm. which seems to be what we're focused on, Halloween Town Twitches. We have to hit the big one. The big one. Hocus Pocus. She's firm. Craig's favorite line in anything ever. Ever, anything ever. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, so first of all, the entire population of the Western Hemisphere became reacquainted with Hocus Pocus like six years ago. Right? Yeah, we <laughs> mentioned this in a previous episode, but like, I totally feel like no one was as into Hocus Pocus as they are now until like five years ago. Yeah, suddenly everyone was like, oh shit, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And like, I remember... I remember watching it on my on VHS in my friend's bedroom on her tiny yeah, little 11-inch TV. I remember this, watching this pretty early and stuff or whatever and like... You know, usually around Halloween Town, renting it from the video store and mm-hmm. this and that and stuff or whatever. And, like, no one really super talked about it, but, like, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and what's not to love? Hocus Pocus. Um, no film is more iconic <laughs> right? in any way. And it's almost that like we don't even super need to talk about it because I feel like it's everywhere now. It is. Literally, um, it's so sad. There's a live show in Disney World. There's a live Hocus Pocus show now because it's actually a Disney movie. Yes, it is. Um, Kenny Ortega wrote and directed it. Who also did High School Musical. Yes, he did. And it stars Bette Midler. It does. In what she has claimed to be her favorite role. favorite role. Bette Midler is saying this is her favorite role. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Um, Yes, she is the lead as Winifred Sanderson of the Sanderson Sisters. These supposed witches who were... Hanged for their crime on All Hallows' Eve. Um, or I don't know if they are hanged on All Hallows' Eve. I can't remember. But they cast a spell. I think it's that, supposed to be Hallows' yeah. That says, when the black flame candle is lit by a virgin, they will return on Halloween night to finish their evil doings, which is basically sucking the life out of innocent children in the town of Salem, Massachusetts. Because, yes, Salem is our backdrop here. Mm-hmm. With the most stereotypical looking witches you could possibly imagine. Yeah. In their, their quest for immortality. Um, but it's like, that's, it, it doesn't even matter. Because it doesn't. I'm sold so three seconds into this movie. Fun. Um, they're completely ridiculous, first of all. Because they're three, it's the odd couple, but in, in a triplet version. Right. Because you have Winifred, who's like the leader, and who's like, you are idiots, and I have to put up with you. And he's super bossy and very self-absorbed. You have... Otherwise, it's curtains. <laughs> you have Sarah. I don't know their birth order. I think Sarah might be the youngest. Um, I think so. Sarah, who's played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Which tells you a lot about what you need to know about the character already. But yeah. she's basically the blonde, like, dumb bimbo of the group. 
who's like constantly like high or drunk or something and is like not really aware of anything that's going on and she's constantly got her like tits out in her with her dress her like plunging dress but she's got the power to lure the children fucks that guy yeah she like almost like casually like has like the bus driver children with a bus driver at one point Um, but she, her power is that she can lure the children with her, her, that famous song. Creepy um, song. And then, and then there's Jamie. Sing it for us now. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie makes an appearance in this movie as well. Yes. Mary. Uh, in the form sister. of Mary, the middle sister, who is very much a middle child. Yeah. Played by Kathy. The Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah. Who is just kind of there to suck up to um, Winnie <laughs> and do everything Winnie says because she like idolizes she is her. So like I I love her in this movie. She's really great. She is. She's great. A, she's a good character actress. I feel like she is, and she oh. like does a lot of still does a lot of promo stuff with this movie, and like will show up Which to cons for her, you know, and stuff about it. Um, but yeah, so you've got these three like it, complete idiot witches. Um, who make this curse? Um, not before turning this local boy into a black cat as well. Um, yeah. basically cursing him to eternal life. So Thackeray Binks, Thackeray Binks, <laughs> I can recite that whole thing, but I won't. Um, so fast forward three hundred years. <laughs> yes, because this movie was released and takes place in nineteen ninety three, which. You can imagine all the incredible stuff that that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so Salem, once again, still, this dude. First of all, the worst teacher in the history of teachers is teaching a class. <laughs> it starts out, Salem, the idea is that Salem's super into Halloween and, like, everyone's into it. And there's this new guy, Max. Max Dennison. Max Dennison from California who's like totally not into it and is like wearing tie-dye and is like you guys are losers but also uses that as the framework to hit on a girl who's totally into Halloween. <laughs> Allison. Allison. Um, but basically he hates it in Salem. It's the opposite of the life he's known in California and just wants to like be left alone and gets forced into taking his sister out on Halloween night to go trick-or-treating. Um, and his sister's super into it. She's got all sorts of friends because she's not a dick. Um, and she, you know, there's all these stories about the old Sanderson house and about how a black cat guards it. And nobody's really been in there in a while. And they used to do tours, but people closed it down because, like, weird shit was happening. So he, as he's taking his sister around, runs into Allison. Um, who's dressed as like a like Madame Du Pompadour or something? Yeah, her parents are throwing like this like colonial costume ball where they're all dressed in monochromatic like colonial outfits. And she's like, there's like this whole thing where like Max is super uncool and stuff or whatever. It's like, but you're hanging out at your parents' party with nothing else to do. You're she's kind not of even hanging out too. at the party. She's on candy duty. Like she's yeah, not candy because she's the candy bitch. <laughs> she's candy um, bitch. But she decides, yeah, this place is stupid, gets changed, and they all go together to break into this old house. Because her mom used to run the the tours there, so she decides it's a good idea to break right? into it. She's like, therefore, I am allowed to break in here. And so, like, okay. 
They break in and it's weird and creepy and Max is like, frick this shit. So he takes a lighter. He's like, oh, the black fame candle, like if lit by a virgin on Halloween night, will bring back, which advertising to the entire world also that he's a virgin, which comes up a lot in this movie. It's very important. It does. (laughs) Um, He lights the candle and immediately shit goes down. Mm -hmm. And the witches spring to life. Reawakened. um, And decide that they are going to suck the lives out of all the children of Salem before sunrise because because they they only have the one night yeah they only have Halloween they have until sunrise or else they will be turned to stone forever um and there's an iconic scene at the (laughs) community adult Halloween party where the kids crash Uh, to try and tell their parents what's going on and the witches follow them and end up on stage and decide to sing a rousing rendition of I put a spell on you. And it's just tough. Literally just because Bette Midler was in the movie. Yeah. So they needed an excuse for her to sing. And that was it. There was a convoluted uh, situation where she ended up on stage. she does. And if you think about it objectively, it sounds really stupid. If you watch it, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean... It's it's like all the like spooky stuff you thought as a kid might happen on Halloween. Like it'd be a little bit scary, but it'd also be like a really fun adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you kinda almost wanted some witches to show up that you'd have to do battle against and stuff or whatever. Yeah, there's black cats, there's a guy that gets resurrected from his own grave. There's <laughs> there, it's in Salem, really? Massachusetts. <laughs> Um, and there's been talk for many a years about them trying to do a sequel now that everyone's decided they're in love with Hocus Pocus again. They should not. They shouldn't. Um, I could see it being, like, if they did it in the terms of, like, fun winks and nods, it would be fun. But the there's actually a book that just came out, like a fan encyclopedia of Hocus Pocus that talks oh, about wow. the directions they could go in for a sequel. The thing is, the movie ends with a lot of finality. Um, yeah. And its charm is in that it's very self-contained. And just, it is a perfect or near perfect film, I would say. <laughs> it is. It's, it's everything you want from this kind of sort of low-key, enjoyable Halloween movie. Yeah. It's funny. It's full of Halloween stuff. It's just a freaking I fun mean, film. The cast like, is great. It's just really fun. There's this amazing sort of sequence, extended bit, where the sisters um, come across this couple... It's actually Gary and Penny Marshall in uncredited cameos. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, as and Gary Marshall is dressed up as the devil, and they think that he actually is their master Satan. Like and um, lore for witches, and that witches signed a contract with Satan, and they think his wife is Medusa because she has curlers in her hair. <laughs> and oh my god, it's incredible! It's they go into the so... kitchen and think it's a torture chamber. Yeah. And I think a like, Clark bar is is an actual finger of a man named Clark. named Clark, and all of those funny things. It's really like you watch it because of the great bits and the delivery that Bette Midler and Kathleen Ajimi and Sarah Jessica Parker kind of deliver. Like when they discover a road for the first time, like a paved asphalt road, they're like, <laughs> it's like a crisis like they shove sarah onto it to be like tested to see if she'll drown 
Um, and they realize, oh, it's a road. And they see firefighters and they think they're witch hunters because they're wearing black cloaks and they've got axes. That's <laughs> <gasps> pretty great. Oh, it's just, it's so much fun. Hocus pocus. Any time of year, but right now you need but to be right watching now. it. I have a feeling Miss Mel and I will have that on our list for our Halloween weekend. Maybe we could do that as a booze and booze. Oh, that would be really we're probably going to do, it's probably, we actually, I actually might be able to get it up Halloween night. It's going to be recorded the night before, though. We're going to record some episodes with a special guest star. Special guest star. Ooh, who's it going to be? You'll find out. It's funny because I, I hope she listens to this and knows that it's her, but doesn't, because we haven't told doesn't her Doesn't know that we have to sign her on for the second booze and booze. She said she was signed on for the Melancholic Halloween experience. This is part of it. This is part of it. This is what we're going to do. And compared to the rest of it, this is actually tame, so... Yeah, right. Go get a hot dog while we <laughs> go through this haunted house. Um, but yeah, hocus pocus, man. Hocus pocus, man. Hocus pocus. All right, what do we got next? What do we got next? Did you write them down? I did write them down. Good, because I didn't. Oh, yes. Our last one, a, um, a good maybe transition movie. A good Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, right? For those of you who... You like your Halloween, but you're also looking forward to those those other holidays that are coming up in the holiday season. You could watch this movie on Halloween. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Or The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I always do that because it's a nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the nightmare. Like, there's only one. <laughs> there's just the one. There's uh, several nightmares on Elm Street, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... The Nightmare Before Christmas, the claymation Tim Burton extravaganza, which every goth kid in America oh my God. identifies with as their Walks soul. Walks around movie. with their, their Sally. Their, their Sally, Sally and their Jack tattoos. And I say to myself, Blink you 182. probably should not have that. Blink-182, literally in the song I Missed You, they say we could live like Jack and Sally if we want because the one band member had a Nightmare Before Christmas themed wedding. Oh, my God. Because it was a super thing for goth and emo kids to just... Super! Super into it. I myself have um, Nightmare Before Christmas pajamas, but that's because I like Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. (laughs) Right. And it's great. I mean, it's a really good movie. It is. Um, One of Tim Burton's best. It is. Of his claymation films, this one has not been met or anywhere close to surpassed yet by yeah. Caroline, Corpse Bride, Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. And I do like all of those. Corpse Bride is pretty... Corpse Bride, I think, came the closest. Yeah, it did. Coraline. And it has its own charm. It does. Um, but Nightmare Before Christmas is peak. Um, and a big... Another big staple from my my childhood i guess this is why these are the movies we picked is because they were these were movies that we both watched growing up a lot before we scarred ourselves or i scarred myself i guess with and i'm here on elm street 3 dream warriors <laughs> and i think i would say out of all the movies we're mentioning all in our low-key halloween sort of package here this one has the most potential to actually be a little bit scary. Yeah, there's some Oogie Boogie who's kind of a... Um, I remember yeah, being a little freaked out by his sequences. There's some decently dark stuff in here. Um, Oogie Boogie Man, definitely. Some of the faces that Jack makes, Yeah, um, I remember, always kind of like made me sit back just a little bit. I have... Um, <laughs> a, it's a collection of magnets that Brittany Goyne actually got me. 
um, that she got me on Black or Black Friday, but it's a collection of magnets that are all the faces he makes, like <laughs> the random little faces he makes. So there's those. That's amazing. Um, but if you have never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, it concerns our hero, Jack Skellington, the proclaimed king of Halloween Town. The Pumpkin King. The Pumpkin King. I don't know king. what that means, if he has any real power. Which is, is yeah. there's a mayor. <laughs> there's a mayor, and then Jack is also referred to as their king. Um, supposedly because he is the best at scaring people. Mm-hmm. They live in this mythical town, Halloween Town, not to be confused with Halloween Town as one <laughs> word. <laughs> um, and they are all, it's all the ghouls and monsters and creatures that are associated with Halloween and whose responsibility it is to scare kids kids on Halloween and um, they spend the whole year counting down and prepping and stuff or whatever <laughs> they'll be like 330 days until next Halloween yeah. <laughs> Um, however, Jack is, he, in the beginning of the movie, he's a little bit weary of the same routine year after year. He wants something more. So he kind of like goes out into the woods for a little existential Jack Kerouac crisis. <laughs> and he stumbles upon these trees. I think there's seven of them. Yeah, because there's one for like Thanksgiving and Easter yes. and St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. And... and they all have these doors there and he picks one with a decorated tree on it and he goes through and it's a portal to a world that is essentially to Christmas Town. Christmas Town? He not only discovers that there are (laughs) holidays, yeah, but he discovers Christmas specifically and he becomes totally enamored with it because This is like a film that's low-key about like cultural appropriation. Right? (laughs) And he's like, oh my god, it's bright and it's full of color and it's all about life and all these things that Halloween is the opposite of not necessarily about stuff or whatever and he becomes obsessed and so he decides he wants to incorporate Christmas into Halloween and what does that mean well it means kidnapping Santa Claus who he thinks is named Sandy Claus Sandy Claus and so obviously with Christmas hijacked and Jack now in charge of Christmas and bringing his Halloween bent to it, things don't go so well. And involved in all of this is the story of Sally. Um, every every sad Taylor Swift esque girl first. Yeah. Sort of. She's this like rag doll. She's literally a rag doll. Sort of Frankenstein creature who's in love with Jack and she was made by this. The mad scientist, There's obviously, because she's a Frankenstein. Creepy mad scientist. He's very creepy. Um, I forget his name. Dr. Finkelstein. Finkelstein? Yeah. yeah. He's very creepy. Um, and then you've got um, our villain, Oogie Boogie, who is a, the boogeyman of Halloween Town. And even he is like... In a town of monsters, he's people don't like him. The worst. Yeah, yeah, like Jack doesn't even like associate with him. Right. It's, it's like hinted that he like banished him off to his little cave where he lives or whatever. Yes, and he ends up with Santa Claus at one point, and there's a rescue mission, and Jack has to like learn all these things about 
<laughs> cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation, essentially. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you, if you know Tim Burton, I mean, it's, it's, this is, there's some dark stuff that goes on. Yeah. But, um, you get shot also at catchy like, tunes and a, and a relatively fun, fun story. There it is. And it, you know, everyone's favorite, uh, song. This is Halloween. Halloween, this is Halloween. I know. If nothing else, it gave us the song. And it has some really just iconic sort of shots as well. Like that curled yeah. sort of cliff with Jack walking up of it, having his like soliloquy, which I think is actually the name of the song is Jack's soliloquy. Because <laughs> that's how dramatic he is. Open up, yeah. Um, Jack and Sally up on the cliff together is a favorite for a lot of goth children. Yeah. Um, Goths in love. But yeah, it's it's like just a it's a different tone than the others because it's a little bit more dark humor as opposed to just sort of like Halloween fun. Um, yeah, there's some actually like fairly creepy things that go on in it. I would not probably show this to a younger child. No. Yeah, just because it's claymation, you know, just because it's animated, that doesn't mean, you know, it, it's not creepy. It's not creepy. I mean, I mean, they try to yeah, kill think Santa of, think Claus. Of, think of Tim Burton, like, I mean, his uh, even his other claymation, Coraline, James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. like, those have some heavy themes going on in there, and yeah. that's and that's kind of here too. Yeah, like Jack is like Jack is very much depressed. Yeah, like is like deep in depression and stuff or whatever. And and Sally like jumps out a window at one point and then reassembles yeah, herself. She reassembles herself and. Um, there's some freaky stuff that happens. There's some freaky stuff. However, it's still really great. Yeah. It's not going it to scare you. I mean, as a child, yeah. it might have. But here, it probably won't. And it is like, you know, both a Halloween movie, a Christmas movie, and a horror movie, kind yeah, of, all together. Bit, yeah. Mixed into one sort of special concoction. I think when it originally came out, it was billed as a Christmas movie. It came out around Christmas, but I've always considered it something I watch around Halloween. Yeah. That's so weird. I didn't know it came out around Christmas. Yeah. Which is weird, because a large portion of the movie does take place, like, on Halloween or dealing Mm -hmm. with Halloween. Um, But it's kind of evenly split in terms of being a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. For the most part. Um, Super fun. Yeah. In terms of just quick, I guess, mentions for sort of other things, TV shows we were talking about was, um, which yeah. we mentioned before, was um, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which I specifically yeah. remember watching one time at my friend's house and her, my friend's cousin, I was like six, and it said TVY7. And my friend's cousin oh my God. very literally and was like, you can't watch this. And I was like, you, except I was six, <laughs> so I didn't say that. But, um... How cool would have been if he did? I know, right? Um, decently creepy TV show in oh the late 90s, I think, um, on Nickelodeon about a group of kids who met together in the forest. Like, the the frame story for all this was, they had a name. It was, like, something society, I think. The Midnight Society. The Midnight Society was a group of teenagers who would meet together at midnight in the woods around a campfire and it would be somebody would share a story that night a creepy story 
like a ghost story or something mm-hmm. weird Twilight zone that happened um, for the group to enjoy. And then at the end of the night, when they were done telling stories, they would blow out the fire. And there was sort of this iconic shot of the bonfire going out before going the credits out. would roll. It was kind of like a Twilight Zone for kids, but also dealt with some pretty freaky yeah. crap. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I like this. This show gave me a decent number of nightmares. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, and there, yeah, it was a really good anthology. Like they had stories like with demons and ghosts and yeah. magic, haunted houses, curses, witches, aliens, vampires. Um, it was basically they, like Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and X Files all rolled yeah, up into one. And then for kids, like sometimes yeah. I like they had a couple episodes where they took their own twist on like urban legends or like public domain fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, like they do, I think one of the really early ones was like a, basically a version of the monkey's paw. Yes. Which um, monkey's paw by itself is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's like just, and they didn't all, all the stories like the episodes, like the stories that the kids are telling did not always end well either, which mm-hmm. is interesting. For a kids show, um, yeah, they were it was, had a it had a real tone to it. Yeah, um, some of the the ones with clowns I specifically remember. Um, the tale of the laughing in the dark. Yeah, that one was so freaky. If you if you find the time and find it online, I would say go and watch a few of these if you can, just because for sure they're great fodder for just getting in the mood. Like maybe you're trying to come up with your own spooky story. Um, they played. I don't even know. Like it was they played in the daytime. <laughs> that was the one good thing is that they showed these during the daytime and like the afternoon on Nickelodeon. <laughs> um, it's at least when I would watch them. I don't know if they played live on like Friday nights or something, but I don't know when they were like aired new episodes. I do remember watching them like when it was dark. Mm-hmm. I don't know like what time that would have been. Yeah. It was on for like seven seasons. It was on for quite a quite a while. And I'm surprised that there's never been any sort of like petition to revive it or do anything with it. Yeah. Um it was a freaky show. It was a freaky show. It was basically, yeah, Twilight Zone for kids. Um, but a bit more sinister, mm-hmm. I think. Because they dealt a little bit more with, like, malevolent spirits and demons and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there was one where, like, the story, like, the kid, he died and he's, like, trying to outrun Grim Reapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like In, like, a really creepy room. The 90s were horrifying because he to be a child. So you probably shouldn't get away with a lot of it now. No, now there would be a lot of people raising their voices about it. Um, but it's decently creepy. It was. There were some creepy goosebumps too. I remember the werewolf skin was like goosebumps. super horrifying. I had a good number of good goosebumps movies like on VHS tape. Um, some of the longer specials, like um, Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Oh and, yeah! Uh, Welcome to Dead House. Yeah, Dead House. Oh, yeah. The one with the puppets too. Yeah, that was like the first one. The one Slappy. with the puppets. Yeah, he was creepy as fuck. Yeah, um, and then the one the haunted with, mask, the haunted. Oh my god, where it got stuck to your face. And it got stuck to your face, which and then like literally for like years after that, every time I put on like a Halloween mask, I was always like super. I was like, this is it. This is the one time it's gonna stick. <laughs> this is it. Um, this is yeah. how I go. 
Goosebumps, R.L. Stein could scare you. Yeah. Um, as a kid, there's uh, and that was the whole, the sh- Goosebumps was on Netflix, I think. It was the whole show. I don't know if it still is. And you could watch those longer specials at the beginning, and they were like, "Are you afraid of the dark too?" They didn't always end well. Like, like I, I remember in Welcome to Dead House, they think the they escape like the ghouls or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have the dog in the back, and it turns out the dog is dead. Yeah, and it like he like turns gray or whatever, and they're like totally fucked. Yeah, and the doll ones were creepy, slappy. He was he was creepy, creepier than Chucky to me. Yeah, no, his like tuxedo and stuff. Yeah, they kind of followed the same formula, I think, because I think in one of the sequels with Slappy, he gets a bride. He does, just like yeah. a, la, a la Bride of Chucky. Yep. So. So yeah, some good, some cool. Yeah, I'd still say they're low key, even though we're like, oh my god, they were so. They creepy. were freaky for me when I was like, you know, eight. Yeah. Now as so now they're probably an adult, they're less freaky, and and good to get in the spirit too. I know a couple. Are you afraid of the darks? Take place on Halloween. Same with Goosebumps. Haunted Mask takes place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So. So. I think Melmore. I think that wraps up our our yeah. low-key horror. And there might be suggestion. some out there that are a little bit more modern, but I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, we're not entirely sure about that. These are our recommendations from our childhood, mm-hmm. and or like our nightmare closet. Yeah, our childhood <laughs> nightmare closet. Before I actually watched Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Wars. Yeah, scared myself shitless for a solid six months. Dream Warrior. It was on TV the other day. <sighs> Great. That's the one where the guy's sure, like tendons get like pulled up to the ceiling and he gets Which to walk freaky. off the. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. They found very creative ways to kill people in um, Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. A nightmare. I keep see. This is the problem. Is I say nightmare and it's like what's going to come after it? I don't know. Yep. It's a grab bag. It's a grab bag. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're very creative kills in Nightmare on Street. Which, I mean, they have the, I don't know, like the uh, tool for that. It, yeah, like, being a dream. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're looking for less, less scary scares, um, yeah, we, just yeah. a mood, then these are the ones to go for. Yeah. And I, I think between Netflix or On Demand or like Amazon Prime, you, you can find, find these. Yeah. All. Is pretty easy because they're all these are all from the nineties. So yeah, they're like classics. So they're they're not going to. Plus, they're kind of all, with the exception of maybe, um, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" They're all kind of considered iconic ish. Yeah, Halloween films. "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" has a bit more of a cult following. Yeah, but but yeah, cult followings are big. They are, and they could turn into hocus pocus in fifteen years. <laughs> Since Very much so. That's what happened with Hocus Pocus. Um, so yeah, I guess it's my time now to uh, yeah. read off the contact information. You can find us first and foremost at iTunes uh, under Splatter Chatter. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Splatter Chatter on SoundCloud, if you'd rather stream it. Uh, I did disable downloading on SoundCloud, though. If you want to download it, you got to go on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> for social media, you can find us at Splatter Chatter 666 minus all the vowels. 
But if that's too much work for you, just search Splatter Chatter on Twitter and we will pop up. <laughs> uh, on Tumblr, we are splatterchatter.tumblr.com. Uh, the blog for this podcast is splatterchatter666.blogspot.com. Um, and you can email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com. You certainly can. And our personal Twitters are at Kriggers and at Melboy, respectively. Respectively. Boom, boom, boom. Got them all. So, yeah. Let us hear from you. Please. Do you have a a sort of low-key movie you like to watch during Halloween? Yeah. Have you not seen any of these and uh, want to watch them? Maybe tell us about your first time trying to watch them. Yeah. And what you think. Or if you've seen them a million times, tell us about that, too. We we welcome all thoughts and opinions. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the most part. <laughs> as long as they're correct. As long as they're correct, damn it. Nah, you guys are fine. All right. So I think on that note, we'll get ready to head out. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, we're, we're, almost, we're almost to Halloween. Almost there. Two weeks out. Almost there. We're um, planning to give you the lowdown on the... Maybe like like a brief history of the holiday itself. Yes, yeah, since many um, films, including Hocus Pocus... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cite it incorrectly. Yeah. We'll probably be reviewing a particular movie for Halloween. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have a second installment of Booze and Booze coming your way. So mm-hmm. all good things to look forward to before the 31st. Yep, yeah. you know? Get excited, uh, kids. Be che- yeah, be checking out all the, the creepy stuff. Um, AMC's Fear Fest. Uh, Freeform, 13 Nights of Halloween. They might still do Monstober uh, on Disney Channel. Monstober on Disney Channel. Sci-Fi does 31 Days of Halloween. And Turner Classic Movies does classic horror. Chiller always has horror Chiller movies. Chiller has marathons and stuff or whatever. So be watching and be reviewing. Let, it, let us know. Yep, yep, yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode 11. Yay! And we will catch you next time. Yes, we will. Adios. Au revoir. Das Vidania. Bye.